Hello, everyone. Good evening and welcome to Popcast on the Rocks. It's another Wednesday and it's another spoiler cast for The Boys, Season 2, Episode 7. Just one episode this time, mm-hmm. um, but we'll get to that later if you're not uh, here for spoilers. So uh, in the meantime, I'm John. Uh, this is Andrea. How are you doing this evening? I'm pretty good, John. How are you doing? Pretty good. It's a little warm in here right now. Um, True. Temperatures. I just unhooked my AC. And now, it's, <laughs> now it's hot again. So. Now you're wishing for it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. that's a uh, that's classic Minnesota weather for you. Just throw up your hands because anything and everything can happen in 24 hours. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to do a quick shout out to Iceman in the chat and thank him for stopping by this evening as we get our show going. Um, Iceman's a real <laughs> cool dude. Iceman it's, Hart, uh, you should take a look at his uh, streams on Twitch. So, It's very appropriate to have Iceman in the chat, considering uh, one of the characters from The Boys, Sean Ashmore, played Bobby Drake, Iceman. Ah, uh, yes. So, okay. And we're going to, of course, talk Good about job. The Boys. Look at that. Look Good at that job. brain at work there, making those connections. <laughs> <laughs> well, how's your how's your week been? Good, good. Pretty uneventful so far. Can't believe it's already Wednesday. It just, uh, week has kind of flown by, even though there's no, you know, big events this weekend. Just lots, lots of little stuff to do. Lots of time to be outside, enjoy the warmer weather. So, yeah. It's officially October, though. I don't know how that happened. Yep. It's good corn drying weather, as well as is. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Um, yeah, nothing too new for me either. Just, just lots of work. So, Mm -hmm. um, I've been, uh, I got a new in, I kind of have three different jobs in the fall usually. And one of those jobs is a little slower. And so I put a, um, a phone mount in, in there. And so I can set that up. And so Iceman that's in chat has kept me entertained. I've been able to watch some people's streams or at least, at least listen sometimes listen more than anything. Sure. So, um, it's been, it's been good. Uh, get in, I get in a lot of podcasts during this time. So checking out our thing. competition. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, are you drinking anything, uh, spectacular tonight? I am. So, this uh, this day is a very oddly specific day, October 7th, when I was looking up drink holidays. I found out that it is National Frappe Day, and it is also National Coffee with a Cop Day. So, which I think is, like, insanely specific for a drink yeah, holiday. It is. Um, so I'm only fulfilling half the requirements because I don't personally know any cops, although one does live in my neighborhood. So if we're, like, talking spatially awareness like i could be having coffee with a cop even though my cup says probably whiskey yeah but it's coffee um (laughs) i think um there was a cop sitting actually uh near our place the other night lights off no way to catch people i could have just you know sauntered up next to him right offered him a cup of joe that's right and uh see how that or maybe you want to just i mean maybe you need to like commit a small traffic violation, you know, and then mm-hmm. they'll pull over and then you just present the cup Sir. of coffee, like different <laughs> ways. Yeah. That you can, uh, you know, make this happen. 
I thought it was very funny that this is coffee with a cop day, but there's no mention of donuts. I mean, what's uh, that about? Yeah, see, they, they, the, the, the unions probably had something to say about that. <laughs> they didn't want that for their image. We're going to stick with coffee, right? <laughs> Coffee's at least coffee. marginally healthy. We can imagine. Yep. <laughs> um, um, but it looks like you might be celebrating a previous holiday. I saw that October 4th was Vodka Day. Are you, uh, are you drinking something with vodka in it, sir? I am indeed. Um, it's really for James Bond Day. That was right. Today. So um, I per partook in that on that particular day. And I figured I might as well again. I did manage to find that I some green olives. I Oh, nice. OK. Know, so I didn't. And a couple of years ago, I never would have had like a dirty martini. Um, mm -hmm. Just would not have been my cup of tea. So sure. Now I'm making it happen. So yeah, it's it's uh it's the vodka and uh, gin, and then um, more of that briny pickly juice um, with some olives. So, nice, nice. Sounds pretty good. Unfortunately, uh, even though it was James Bond Day, we got some bad Bond news recently. Yeah, that's a good segue. Um, mm -hmm. It's. I mean, I'm just tired of this. Yep. Uh, yeah, I know we've I again I've broke we're broken records here. Um but yeah, Bond will it still now hurts. a whole year later than mm -hmm. it was originally going to. Mm-hmm. Batman, the movie got pushed. There's yep. they keep pushing the Marvel stuff. Yeah. It's all getting pushed. So Yeah. I, yeah. There's nothing new to say about it, unfortunately, other than I still think it hurts every time. Every time there's another mm -hmm. one, it just is like, ugh. No. So it's hard. Yep. It's hard to keep waiting. And I think they're going to, I think they're going to have to break at some point. Yeah. It's going to have to break. They're just going to take advantage of the streaming platforms that they own mm -hmm. and make gobs of money. Yeah. Who for them, you know? Yeah. <laughs> just, so. Yeah. I do wonder if everybody's, kind of holding their breath a little bit for this cold and flu season and this sort of winter to pass and then, you know, kind of judge what next spring looks like, where we're at, maybe, you know, a reversal in trend. Maybe movies will get pushed up if it looks like we've got things under control. Movie theaters are opening. I don't know. It's, it's so hard. It's just like anyone's yeah. guess at this point. And it's not like pushing a movie back and then moving it up would be such a terrible thing. Right. I mean, they've already shown that a release date has no real meaning. So, yep. I, I mean, I want to bump people out with, with, uh, with sad things, but <laughs> if they're waiting for flu season, that can be pretty long. Oh, it and can. On top of that, then, well, what about the summer flu? Oh, that comes rolling around. And then you have like two months, yep. <laughs> you know, two months left that, this doesn't apply. So, yeah, yeah, hard to hard to tell what uh, what 2021 will be looking like at that point. But I'm guessing that's a pretty safe bet for any movie at the earliest to be coming out. Yep. Well, why don't we get the kind of rest of the sad news mm, uh, yeah. out of the way then? So. Um, we jumped to legitimately sad news with yeah. Van Halen dying. That's right. Yeah, that's, 
Yeah, yeah. Eddie Van Halen died. Uh, only 65, so not um, not old, unfortunately, when he passed. And, of course, a, a legend among the music world, among the rock world, obviously, especially. Just sad. Just sad. Um, unless, like, legitimately sad. But uh, for me, um, mm-hmm. disturbing, I guess. Sure. Uh, my recommendation to all of you out there is to all the things that you love in any tor- in any type of media format, buy them physically. Like if you re- if it's really important to you, mm-hmm. go and buy a physical copy of it because mm-hmm. we're getting we keep getting kind of um, intermittent bursts of streaming services or companies will pull episode specific episodes of their um, content, you know, and so HBO Max has been uh, the most current one to do this. Um, I think Gone with the Wind was one that they pulled and then they put back with a warning. Mm, and okay. now um, they're permanently retiring specific episodes of some adult swim shows. Okay. Um, so Aqua Teen and, 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 and stuff like that. And like, I'm. I never thought. Oh well, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. That's very important to me, so I should definitely <laughs> own that, so it never goes away. But sure. the thing you do love could go away. And you know, besides the, um, I just don't. Um, uh, it's it's a small piece uh, of you know what can become a larger issue. But yeah. that's my PSA. If you really love something. Just buy a physical copy. I've been buying books, a lot of books, mm-hmm. way fa- way more than I can read them. And I'm normally, oh, I'll transition to just reading them on my iPad. And I've kind of gone away with that now. I've been buying sure. physical books. They sure. can't take it from me unless they <laughs> physically do so. <laughs> Burn my house down and that's it. You know, so <laughs> it can't be re-edited. I, and I, yeah. I, in the notes I wrote, you know, 1984 continues because that's the book I've most recently been in. And um, there, the guy in there, as a quick aside, related, I guess, is that a guy in there, this job is solely to, there's a whole bureau that goes and they find every piece of, uh, every newspaper, every leaflet, every pamphlet, every mm-hmm. television show, whatever. And they're there to keep it current with what Big Brother says is true so if mm-hmm. something changes the the situation changes or whatever they must go and rewrite everything and to me this is this this is that kind of thing like oh aqua Teen hunger, hunger force never had an inappropriate episode before just forget that ever happened mm-hmm. that episode's gone and was gone forever and it it makes me sad because it could apply to important things at some point mm-hmm. and then also um it's um um oh yeah that was the other example it's like recently that doctor who um where it was really sad that we lost forever certain episodes from season doctor doctor number two Mm -hmm. and um people were like bummed that we will never be able to see those again that's the way we used to be not that long ago, like we're sad when we can't, we don't have an archive of something. We, we mm-hmm. no longer have access to it. And now we're willing to just throw it away. So mm-hmm. that's my little rant. Uh, and yeah, I think, I mean, even if it's not, 
it's good advice even if you're not thinking about like a TV show that could get right. removed just because of like you know potential censorship. I definitely own a few things that um they're they're my favorite you know TV shows or movies or whatever and just because you know they're they're not being censored doesn't mean a streaming service can't take it off and then you suddenly are left wondering well where how am I going to watch this this is my favorite thing and you know even if it's not something you want to watch every day you come back to it and uh there's just yeah so there's there's definitely an argument for buying a physical copy of something not only to remember it the way it was um you know if there's a potential chance it's edited but also just to like have it because the digital the digital archive isn't always your friend <laughs> yep yep did you say you started Cowboy Bebop the other day? I did, ago? yes. Mm -hmm. There's an episode, I'm sure you're not too yet. It's much, much later, but it's one of my favorites. Okay. And um, this always reminds me of that. Um, I, I won't, I guess I won't say anything about it other than like they're using um, relics of the past for um, media. Um, sure. But let me know when you're done with the series because we could talk about it. And, um, it was, yeah, this, this kind of thing reminds me of that. So sure. Well, now I'm intrigued. Um, I'll let you know when I'm there. Speaking of anime, I guess, burn the witch, mm -hmm. burn yeah. the witch, um, just started on Crunchyroll the other day, um, by the creator of bleach, mm -hmm. a show we have watched many a time. Yes. Yes. Have you, uh, have you seen the uh, live action Bleach? No. No? Don't want to or just like? Yeah, I don't really want. I, I okay. basically skip out on all those. If you, I mean, you you watch uh, Death Note too, right? The live action yes. one? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. All yeah. Right. So, yeah I'm, I'm not into it. What, do you, what's your, what are your thoughts on those? Well, I haven't watched Bleach yet. I just found it. Okay. So okay. I don't know. <laughs> But I thought Death Note was fun. Death Note, Death Note was a good story that lent itself well, I think, to being live action, like mm -hmm. the the very human mind games. Even though, of course, there's like supernatural elements um, that that aren't conveyed as well as they are in a in a cartoon or an animated setting. But like the the live action main characters did very well, I thought. And of course, like I said, the these sort of power struggle and, and mind games that are played out between the two protagonists do carry over well for people. So it was yeah. a good effort. I mean, I wouldn't pick it over the, the uh, animated series, but like, well done. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm certainly in favor of, um, you know, if you can, if you can do it, if you can make it great, I'm fine. I, I am in the minority, and I liked the Ghost in the Shell live-action movie with Scarlett oh, Johansson. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I know that it's a, a unpopular opinion. That's fine. Um, but um, yeah, so I'm I'm okay with stuff being done. I just usually to me it looks corny, and I don't see the mm -hmm. need usually. Like yeah, uh, I don't think there was a need. Yeah. Like I said, it wasn't the story wasn't told better it was just still told well right yeah so okay cool well burn the witch um i have watched two episodes and mm. enjoy it thus far so okay yeah. i have a question for you so i watched the trailer because i haven't watched it yet 
does does the title make sense at some point? Because I didn't really see much about witches in the trailer. Yeah. Um, at I get the burning point, part. <laughs> With the okay, whole, like, okay. dragons well, and everything. At this point, I can imagine something, but it's okay. not really it's not even clear yet. Point. Yeah. Okay. Right. okay. Just curious. I... I uh, opened up the trailer and watched it and just was like, that wasn't quite what I was expecting from the title. Yeah. So it's some sort of cross between um, Bleach and Harry Potter. Yeah, sure. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. So, but I, I am a fan of, of the art mm -hmm. and um, yeah, it's, it's, it's charming. It has a cute little dragon in it. So, <laughs> They have their whole like mysterious. Um, uh, I, I anime does this well, and Bleach always do this well. Like, oh, here is a, you know, a council basically of really high powerful, high powered people. You know that mm -hmm. you don't know their abilities all and stuff or their backstory, but they look cool. Yeah, and just like teasing you into it, like you know that kind of thing. So, oh, and. Uh, the sequel, the follow-up to Inuyasha started as well. Yeah, um, I did see that. I um, I didn't, uh, I didn't try that yet. Yeah, I haven't either. I was have like 140 yeah. episodes of regular Inuyasha to go yet. So right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's cool that they started up though. Um. Well, let's see what else we got. Um. News wise, video. Well, it looks like uh, John might be having some technical difficulties at the current moment. So I might just go through a little bit of uh, of the rest of some news. Oh, except I saw movement from John there. Perhaps he's still with us. Nope, he's signing off. All right. So I'm going to go through a little bit of uh, starting up the gaming news, and then John can rejoin us when he's able to, hopefully soon. Um Oh, are you there? Yes, almost. We've got picture, not sound yet. So, that's all right. So, first things first, um, for uh, new releases of games, Crash 4 is out now. Um, reviews are already pouring in for that. Um, oh, excuse me. And uh, overall... Uh, it looks like uh, fans are pretty pleased with the offering. Um, it's kind of a return to older Crash, um, more original style of the game, and it's a, a proper sequel that uh, everybody has been well pleased with so far. So definitely a good win there for that release um, for PS4. Um, I don't know that... Uh, It'll be, oh, it looks like it was released just a couple days ago. So a little behind the eight ball on that one. Oh, John. Someone should be back. Yes, I hear you. Check, check. All right. I was Sorry. just talking yeah. about the release of Crash. Um, yeah, I um, 
I think we talked, you haven't really played Crash before? I have, but just surface level, like trying it out. I haven't sat down and played through a Crash game. Okay. Um, but uh, I was just talking about how overall reviews so far seem positive. Yeah. I mean, um, I th I'm happy to see a franchise that's um, kind of this old still manage to be cared about and be vibrant and stuff. And mm -hmm. it's not a game that's been, that's flooded the market with sequels over the years. You know, this isn't like crash 12. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah. And the preview footage coming up to it looked like they were doing a very good job at like staying true to what crash is, but really bringing new things into it as well. A lot right. of different modes to play in visual tweaks and stuff, different characters to use. Right. So, yeah, I think it looks fun. Yeah, overall a win there for PS4 and Sony. Uh, Rogue Squadron, Star Wars Rogue Squadrons is out now too. Um, looks fun to me. I used to play X-Wing um, on my Mac back in the day, and I know they took a lot of inspiration from those early LucasArts games. So. Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, I'm hoping hoping to pick it up at some point. Um, just trying to decide if I want to play it in PSVR or not. Okay. So, yeah, PSVR isn't like the highest quality VR, so it's like, well, maybe I'd rather just play it in 4K or whatever mm -hmm. than VR. But at the same time, it might be pretty neat. So, well, let us know what you decide. Let us know about the VR experience if that's the way you decide to yeah. go. Yeah. Well, you know, and also the sad reality is, and I guess we can tie that in soon here too. The oh, sure. Um, I, I have, I'll be working, and then basically after that, I will probably be mostly playing either multiplayer games with friends or <laughs> Cyberpunk. Sure. And, yeah. Uh, so it it's going to be on the back burner, sadly. Um, and you found this news that I did not look at. Oh, yeah. Because I don't want to see it. Yep. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so they uh, they leaked the full cyberpunk map um, for the game. It's online. I did take a look at it. It, I mean, I didn't, like, study it or whatever, but it's just uh, obviously a little bit more detail about the game's locations, how they're interconnected, um, and where you can go throughout the city. So it's, uh, yeah, just a, a first leak of probably i'm sure a few more yeah well they were hit with a little uh controversy um yeah controversy uh, earlier about um promising that they wouldn't uh implement crunch mm -hmm. it's called in the a game space anyways um and then saying that seemingly reversing on that in the last um, little bit yep. of time and some people saying well you should just delay the game and but then it went gold just the, yep. the other day <laughs> i so, saw that so it's it's done I'm sure it's got some bugs in it but it's done yep so yep it'll be ready for that uh november release date yep yep in nintendo news um got a couple things i think they had a event today showing off some more of hyrule warriors and pikmin yep and then um uh, there's a sale there's a sale you say 
a sale, a sale. Uh, for those of you with the Switch, there absolutely is a sale. Um, some of it's Best Buy, but I would say, I think actually 90 to 100% of it is on Amazon. Um, and they are oh. discounting games like Animal Crossing, Super Mario Odyssey, Legend of Zelda, um, some Mario games. So a lot of like classics if you want to pick those up. Interesting. Um, Nintendo is, well, they're stingy and mm -hmm. they are um, money hoovers yeah. and uh, their games don't go on sale a lot. So, yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting that this was I mean, they're not like crazy 60 percent off kind of sales. They're like 20, 30, but still, still yeah. especially I mean, for Animal Crossing. I think that was right. the sale. I would say if anyone has not, you know, anyone that has a switch and hasn't picked that up, they should definitely um, mm -hmm. give that a look. See, mm -hmm. I also recently um, um, finished Luigi's Mansion Three. Oh, cool! Ashley got that for me for I think my birthday. Okay. And so yeah, I I finished that. I mean, there's there's lots to do in there yet, but I finished the story. And right. So uh, that's on sale, 70% off, 50 instead of 60, looks like, mm -hmm. um, on Amazon. I would highly recommend that game. I think the Luigi's Mansion games by some of the more mainstream audience, uh, they're overlooked. And sure. Luigi's Mansion 3 is just, it's very charming. It's super fun to just, like, vacuum up everything. Mm -hmm. Just like, oh, my God, I dropped again. <laughs> oh, am I back? You're back. You're fine. Oh my God. What is happening? What is happening tonight? We've I don't had know. So few technical issues for a while. Uh, you know, the podcast gods. <laughs> oh, Alan says I never went. Okay. Well, I got a message that said um, my, my stuff was down. So I'm going to blame Skype right now. <laughs> don't maybe go on another Microsoft rant. Gosh. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, started. <laughs> Luigi's Mansion 3 is great. Okay. So. Yeah, it's kind of fun. I mean, like you said, overlooked, you know, as Luigi often is. And then, is this Adam Sandler? In, what yes! is this? Yes! Okay, so Netflix has uh, another, another Sandler movie um, called Hubie Halloween. And it's definitely like sandler comedy movie it's you know in the vein of you know happy mm -hmm. gilmore Waterboy, you know grown-ups that kind of stuff um but i've seen several reviews saying like this is like old school you know actually funny like well put together wow. sandler kind of throwback to like his earlier stuff when it was good um so they're actually giving this like you know depending on their rating system like three four stars um so I I kind of want to check it out now because it's been a while since I've seen like a an old fashioned Sandler comedy. Um, but he I mean, I think he's put together like, I don't know if maybe like Halloween's his thing now because he did Hotel Transylvania, which I thought mm -hmm. was pretty cute. And now he's like, you know, going live action for Hubie Halloween. But I think I'm going to check it out. I mean, speaking of Happy Gilmore, it reunites him with his. Uh, co-star Julie Bowen. 
So she plays his love interest in in uh, this movie. Um, then, of course, he's got like all the regular guys, um, all his regular pals in it. Um, and then I just read like a little spoiler that uh, Steve Buscemi plays a werewolf in it. So I <laughs> definitely, definitely need to see that. That might be worth it right there. Yeah. Um, is it coming out for Halloween or is it uh, um, already I out? I think it might already be out, but let me double check here. Um, I mean, I kind of like that these, some of these, I don't know. Yeah, it looks like it's out on Netflix. Wow, okay. Some of these older types of films, I guess, are, they're not really old, but, you know, mm -hmm. they, there's an idea like uh, Bill and Ted, the new mm -hmm. one that came out. You know, it's, that's not a type of movie or humor that is seen a lot now. Mm -hmm. uh, and I always wonder about stuff like, what if a new Spaceballs came out? And not exactly yeah. Spaceballs, but like just that type of film. Yep. How would people react to it? Mm -hmm. You know, what would people think? Is it that, does that just feel old now and no one cares? And so basically people love that because of the nostalgia and because of the time. Or is yeah. it still relevant and still interesting? So it would be the same thing with Adam Sandler comedies, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think I think there was a, a time he went a little too formulaic and was just kind of putting out the same thing in different formats. But I do think he has the the ability to be creative and to, and to use a formula, but still be original about it. And I, sure. I'm kind of hearing that that's what this is. Like nice. some old school, true to form Sandler. So, I have kind of a funny story, I guess, about. Mm. Um, I don't know if it's funny. It's a story. Uh, <laughs> uh, that that was that when you said uh, parents, grown ups, grown ups, grown ups. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I was out. Um, it must have been tw my twenties, and it was we were out partying very hard. And I was dropped off at the Mall of America. Okay. And I was not able to drive myself anywhere. So <laughs> I was like, what can I do? And I like sat for a while and maybe the movie theater is open. Smart. And indeed the movie theater was open. And so I all by myself just went to see the um, um, uh, grownups. <laughs> Do you, how do you remember it? Was it very funny? Do you remember anything? I, I mean, I enjoyed it plenty. I thought it was, <laughs> I thought it was just fine, you know? Okay. I, I think it was like, it was the only film that was close to appropriate starting time. You sure, know? So sure. That made the choice for me. And <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Nice. Yeah, probably not bad to see like a comedy when you're, you know, a little inebriated under the influence. Yeah. yeah. Grown Ups released in 2010. Are you trying to figure out how old I actually was or something? <laughs> <Yeah. now? laughs> um, a literal decade and, ago. Yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah. 2010. So, yeah. I was right. I mean, I'm in the 20s. Yeah. 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 Like 22, 23, something like that. Mm. <laughs> yep. Um, all right. Well, oh. One other thing, one other news story before we get to, um, I guess, the yes. meat of it, the boys. Um, the, well, okay, 
So it depends also. There might be one more thing, depending if you prepared for it um, or not. Because <laughs> I kind of, in my head, did a little bit, but not much. So. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Resident Evil movies are getting rebooted. That's right. Um, they're doing new ones, and they're going to be based around the first two games. Mm-hmm. Um, how does this sound to you? I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm very hesitant about this. I mean, I just feel like the Resident Evil movies to me are Mila Jovovich and like that whole storyline. And I don't know how I feel like going for a reboot. And if is it truly going to be about the games? Because, I mean, the the current Res Evil movies are not. I mean, they're they're super right. loose, super super loose. Um, so yeah, tangentially they are, but, um, I'd be, I'd be willing to give it a shot if it was truly like the games. Um, but yeah, I'm a little nervous for this. Well, you know, it's that balance between how much is it like the games because, you know, you don't want people to just know what's going to happen. Right. Of course. They want to change it. But I, I guess my thing is I'm always worried when, Hollywood proper is going to do anything I care about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like if this was coming to HBO or Showtime, I would love it on Netflix, HBO, you know, something like that. I would have more excitement uh, mm-hmm. built up for something like this. But when it's just no, we're going to make some Hollywood blockbusters and it's mm-hmm. going to be this where then I don't know. I mean, I like the idea. You know, yeah. I like it in theory. Games that's, dark and not so over the top and based on the first two games that sounds great but Mm -hmm. it's early we'll see yeah yeah i mean i'll be definitely keeping an eye on this as it develops because i i'm very curious to see where they go um you know who's cast what you know what they're attaching to all of this but yeah excited but apprehensive (laughs) oh yeah that was the other movie that was uh delayed now that i'm thinking hollywood whatever hollywood proper was mm-hmm. dune i was so yes dune i remember <sighs> is the silver lining that maybe you have more time to read the books exactly yes, <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah yeah i mean <sighs> i i get it and i don't i mean familiar territory we've been over this it's yep. i mean I want them to have a big theatrical release. I love seeing things in the theater, but it's hard to think that like we're all still waiting. Yep. Yeah. I, and I'm always, uh, I don't know if you're this way. I'm always a little hesitant sometimes to read a novel when I know a movie based, that mm. it's based on it is coming out because, well, maybe I just want to see the film and not have the spoilers and then have the book to judge it off of and all this stuff. Right. It's like you want to read the book before you know there's ever a movie going to be. Yes. Uh, you know, ever a movie in existence. Yep. Once there is, it's like, oh, this is a wise idea. I'm just going to hamper my enjoyment of the film. So. Well, I mean, sometimes, sure. There's there's definitely movies out there that I think, you know, are, are very loose adaptations of a great book or, you know, twist something and you're like, that's not the right way to do that. Or, you know, a character is so completely wrong. But I think... I think there are movies that that do a good job of staying faithful to books and yet leaving us with new surprises. So, yeah, it's 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 hard because it's always a, a crapshoot. It feels like you never know what um, 
what movies will turn out to be, you know, your, your favorites and these great adaptations and just, you know, the other ones that just like totally bomb and they just yeah. kind of almost ruin it for you. So hard to know. Sorry if I went like complete slack face for a minute because you completely froze and all oh. audio <laughs> cut out. And I just was like, um, am I here still? Or... <laughs> I keep getting poor connection notifications on Skype. Okay. So I apologize to anyone that's uh, watching. Skype. Later, yeah. we'll, we'll blame Skype. I mean, it, it that's could right. be something on my end, but we'll blame them. No, I like, I like um, blaming Skype. All right. Perfect. So um, there is other news I can get into. I'm thinking of there's just a lot that kind of applies mm -hmm. like that I'm interested in that came out this week or happened or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the, the hardware breakdown of the PS5, the new Apple yes. event is announced, all this stuff. But um, I guess I pose the question and we'll go over if you have any ideas in mind. I have of almost nothing. Okay. I mean, so because it's it's so hard. What has come out this year? Yeah. So that's the question: is what are the our current contenders for best movies and television of 2020? Yeah. Um, I'm hard pressed for, to think of it. Yeah. I mean, I needed I need to search uh, like I need to place myself not so far from the keyboard so I can like find all the stuff um, on the fly. But um, mm -hmm. like things that come to mind, I think a lot were on towards the tail end of last year technically sure. came out. Sure. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, like I was going to say The Witcher on Netflix. Oh, yeah. But that was mm -hmm. last year. Yeah, that was, a you know, um, so for me right now, what I could think of was uh, Doro Hey Doro, the anime. Mm. I, I'm pretty sure that was this year. Mm -hmm. And Raised by Wolves thus far. That's a good one. That's a very good one. I I don't want to I don't want to jinx it here. Yeah. Um, and um, there was another TV show that really stood out to me. I thought. Okay. Um, but yeah, movies. I don't know what. I mean, this yeah. year has been destroyed for movies. You know, there's been some streaming stuff. You know, obviously, but yeah, I yeah, it's hard for me. I, it's hard for me to think of like what's even um, yeah. out there as Alan far as movies tenet. go. Yes, yeah, like the one <laughs> tenant new movies wins by yeah, default. There's like, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I I suppose. I mean, for me. My favorite show thus far has been, um, I would say probably Lovecraft Country. Okay. I, I'm a little biased because I was already excited for it to come out, but I love everything that they've done with it. So it might, I mean, it, it might also be, it's hard because obviously that's what I'm currently watching as well. So I was really excited mm -hmm. about that, but yeah, it's yeah, so it's, well done. It's tough to do that when we're not done with them, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, I would say Raised by Wolves is also definitely up there. Um, HBO in general is just putting out a lot of great stuff, I think, right mm -hmm. now. So, like well, we didn't well get done. To see, we didn't get to see the season two of uh, Doom Patrol yet. That's right. You know, if that's oh, yes. I'm excited about that. Or what of, um, yeah. You know, we're in the middle of boys now. I swear there was... Did we, didn't we cover another... 
We didn't cover another TV show. I mean, obviously Westworld. Right. Mm-hmm. But Did Violet Evergarden in the, the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, mm. I think Westworld was early this year. Okay. Yeah, going into the spring. That's right. May yeah. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, good question. Well, I mean, yeah. it, it's I mean, kind just of funny. So... Like, how, how will this year play out in terms of, like, you know, the movies of the year and whatnot like what's even going to be available like can you even hold like an award season or you know i mean yeah do you know what i'm saying like it's just so it's so foreign like there's going to be such little choices out there if you even try to mount like some sort of you know award season or ceremonies or you know awarding because it's -hmm. tradition and we want to carry on tradition is is like something like the Oscars best picture just going to be whatever because you have almost no choices like are people going to look back and be like ugh mediocre like terrible mm-hmm. you know it's just yeah very very interesting I, to me oh I, alan provided I a helpful little all list of, my of stuff yeah okay so here's the top 10 highest grossing films quickly. Oh Bad my Boys God. Life, Sonic the Hedgehog, Birds of Prey, Doolittle, Invisible Man, Call of the Wild, Onward, oh. Tenet, Gentleman, and Fantasy Island. Okay. So, oh. you know. There are some definite bad movies on this list. <laughs> well, it's just the highest grossing. It's not like. Right. Uh, I, oh, I know. It's just like when you, when you yeah. look at, I mean, normally I would expect to have like a bad movie on there or whatever, but I feel like like th- at least three that I can think of right off the top of my head are pretty terrible. Um, Doolittle was not good. Um, yeah. Call of the Wild was just almost written well. And then that CGI dog was so distracting. Oh, that's right. You and that. That's so right. bad. <laughs> and then Fantasy <laughs> Island was just bad. It was just, it was, there's no good there. So, and I haven't seen The Gentleman, so I can't say much about that. I was excited about it and then just, like, never got around to seeing it. We should watch that because I love Guy Ritchie. So, I mean, And I love the cast. Like, I mean, he always pulls together a good ensemble. Right. Yeah, I'd be down to watch that. Um, God, what else have we seen? We've both seen Birds of Prey on here. You saw Sonic the Hedgehog. Yep. And my parents saw Bad Boys. And oh, how did they like it? Good. They, yeah, okay. they liked it. And so that, okay. you know, it did feel like the other ones. I remember seeing Bad Boys 2 in the theaters. Mm-hmm. And at the time, like, that was the perfect summer popcorn kind oh, of yeah. film, you know? Absolutely. Um, just a lot of fun, a lot of craziness. Didn't take itself too seriously. Um, yeah, I would totally so. watch that. And I yeah. do want to see uh, Elizabeth Moss's The Invisible Man. I think that's available on HBO Max. That I did see. Uh, you did? Well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Uh, went to that in the theater. Uh, thumbs up, thumbs down? Thumbs up. Okay. All right. Yep. Mm-hmm. I will definitely have to watch that then. It not. It's just not what I expected, you know? Okay. They, they um, yeah. I'll just say, like, I probably went in expecting something and got something else in a way. Okay. That was pleasant. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously, can go the other way. So that's kind of fun. Right. And we were just talking about, you know, like, don't don't make a movie. Uh, you can't make a movie like too 
like its source material so that people know exactly right. what's coming. So, right. Exactly. Yeah. I wish I could think of the other, did Castlevania come out last year? That was last year yet? Season three. Ooh, that's a good question. That could have been like right at the end of the year or the, the very beginning. I'm gonna I, know we, like... I know we talked about it on the, on the podcast. Of course we had mm -hmm. our guest star Phil join us. That was this year. Oh, yep. March. Okay. Okay. So that's on there for me. See, I've, Absolutely. there's lots of TV, lots of TV this year that I've mm -hmm. loved. So, you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't feel like, I don't feel like I'm missing out really. No. You know, when I see Ridley Scott putting together, um, Raised by Wolves, like mm -hmm. that film, that show was so cinematic to me. Music is so amazing. I just, mm -hmm. uh, it, it, I don't need the film then. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't feel um, deprived of content. I just kind of wonder what, you know, this year will be in the movie industry. Yeah. Is it, you know, a blip? Is it, we're trying to soldier on with what we have, or we're just scrapping 2020 and we're just going to have a hole and, you know, the Academy's list of best picture or I don't know. It's just a curious question. I think, what do you do let's, with this year? Let's give it five years where <laughs> the awards just don't happen. They just yeah. don't happen. Let's just see what, you know, see what people make and let's do the thing because I'd be they fine. just did, what was it? The, was it the Emmys or golden globes or which, which was it? The, there was some oh, award show recently. The Emmys maybe. I think it was. And the it, Emmys. And it it bombed. It yes. totally bombed. Yes. I mean, every year good. we keep going down for all this stuff. So just it that's what you do if you make too many of a video game series. You stop for a while. Right. You just quit. Well, and, and then, this is a yeah. great excuse. I mean, nobody's yeah. gonna nobody's gonna, I think, bat an eye at, you know, at least at least shutting things down for this year. You know, just I want a five year break. I call for it right now. <laughs> Demand. Write it in, John. Yep. Five years. And then when Dear they come Hollywood back. Dear Hollywood Foreign Press. <laughs> hopefully not as, uh, um, not as stupid as they were in, pa mm -hmm. in the past. Mm -hmm. Then they come back, reborn, and they can do a best of the last five years. Like sure. In summation, you know, what really stood out, what set this, you know, you know half a decade up. Uh, moving forward, what was impactful? Yeah. Okay. Can do a little montage and then they can mysteriously leave one out <laughs> and then it could be a controversy that, so they get extra clicks. So uh, <laughs> there's your extra conspiracy theory. For the I day. really, I feel like they should be speaking to you about, you know, your PR <laughs> strategy here. <laughs> I, you have all I think kinds of ideas for this plan. I think, I think, yeah, okay, yeah. I think they're on it. That's what, I mean, that's why they recreate your base. They're like, oh, they know these mm -hmm. people are going to like, they'll tune in for at least a little bit because yeah. they want to see what they have to say. And then, oh, we'll leave someone out of the in memoriam. So then oh, we get yeah. clicks the next day saying, oh, yeah, and then people look into it. All right, yep. perfect. So, but it's not enough. It's not enough. <laughs> Can't have three hours of boring garbage, people patting yeah. themselves in the back. All right, I'm going to stop. I'm ranting a lot tonight. Just, <laughs> That's oh, all right. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it, will be, uh, it will be interesting to see what happens there. Yep, yep. 
All right. Well, it's a good thing to just keep in the back of our minds mm -hmm. as a year comes to a close. We'll definitely have to do a, a recap best films. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's kind of how we started the year, too. So it'd be good to go full circle. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Spoiler time. Spoiler time for <laughs> The Boys from Amazon season two, episode right. seven. Just, uh, we, uh, you know, we prattled on, uh, prattled on me in particular, uh, in this last bit here for a while. Cause we only have one episode to talk about. Yep. We're like, I mean, despite our slower cadence of episode releases, we're still have, we've still caught up. Yep. Yeah. I can't believe we're, uh, we're here. We're, we're catching up live and, Potentially only have one more to go. Yeah. If it, that's it again, if it follows the uh, the same release as last season, I can't believe it. It just it's flown by already. Well, big things are happening. That's for sure. Yes. Things along. So I guess that makes sense. So we're coming to the end here of the season. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you think of the episode? Overall, I really liked it. I thought it was a good a good bridge to moving forward. Major things happened to, to, uh, to drive very certain people's storylines ahead. Um, and I think it was a good toss up for a season finale. If that's indeed what it is, it's a, okay. it's a good, like lobbing up of, you know, a bunch of problems and then we can just kind of like smash it next episode, see where it sure. takes us. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would agree. Um, lots going on here. Mm -hmm. Um, let's see. Um, I guess, uh, so I guess I'll start just like, um, cause I know I've seen some people talk about, um, potential political stances or whatever in, in this show. And I just like, I want to say that this show I think has never shied away from talking about current things. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think largely they've done it in a relatively intelligent way. Mm -hmm. uh, so, I mean, it, to me, it's no surprise that we're, you know, we we're continuing on that path. You know, to me, it's not something, something new. Um, yeah. So I don't know if you've heard talk about that or not or whatever, but. Um, yeah, I mean. To me, it fits in with the way the show has been. Yeah, I, I don't see it as anomaly or, you know, kind of them shoving it in there and it's, and you're just like, this, this doesn't fit, you know, this isn't on brand for the show. Um, of course it, it speaks to, oh, you froze on my end. Oh, I did. I froze. I froze. Get me out of there. Um, oh, I, I'm clearly, uh, I'm, ch I checked back. Twitch and I'm back. All right. Go okay. me. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't, I don't think it's, um, um, odd that the, that this show talks politically and why not? I mean, it's, it's set in America. It's set in the present moment. Um, and that's where we are right now. You know, that's, that's sort of problems that America is dealing with. I think political division, social media kind of hounding us into, into thought bubbles from, you know, which there is some escape, but you know, 
often little resistance. And it's easy to use those platforms, both political and, you know, media wise to whip people into a frenzy about something, which this show very clearly conveys. Yep. So, I mean, I don't, I don't take it as um, very politically pointed, but I think it makes a point about politics in general. Absolutely. And the problems, again, like I said, we face. I've I've had issue um, with the series over the, at specific times where I feel like they try too hard, um, mm. or they are too um, specific. But it's not, you know. I guess the the point that come the the instance that comes to my mind is sure. when uh, Starlight's being catcalled way back when or whatever. Yeah. And we talked about how it's like yeah that seems a little forced to try to drive yeah. your point, and I kind of let it go because. At the same time, you know, there's a lot of humor in the show. Um, there are times, plenty of times, it doesn't take itself too seriously. Mm -hmm. And um, there's also a balance of, I think, pretty uh, deft, you know, precise or like um, intelligent use mm -hmm. of, um, yeah. of satire and commentary. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So... Um, I kind of I kind of let it go, and so I, I know yeah. they're gonna they're gonna make their um, their mistakes in my mind and not, um, but overall, um, mm -hmm. I appreciate generally the way that they go about um, just talking about, like you say, things that are in the current day, and it's not often for me to say this because I so often these days wants to. Um, myself away from anything mm -hmm. that's related to what's happening today i just as escapism you know you you want something that allows you to escape mm -hmm. but in a way this show is not that so you know and i've kind of come to expect it so yeah it's it's um it is in the sense of you know of course this this world is like ours but with one very very yeah <laughs> major difference um mm -hmm. but yeah it's it's sort of a blend between what you experience in the real world reflected in a way that of course couldn't possibly be your experience. So there's, there's an element of escapism, but also a sense of um, relatability and like this sort of understanding that you get and, and a different viewpoint maybe because you have this, this tool to use, which is of course, superheroes are real. Yeah. So Yeah. And I think, uh, again, what they do with, um, you know, um, have you ever watched the remake of Battlestar Galactica? No, not with any regularity. I've seen like oh. one episode. <laughs> Shit. Okay. Well, that was a show that um, reached some level of controversy when it was first coming out because right. uh, the way the parallels some people drew to a specific events happening in the show to what they felt was happening um today but sure. the interesting thing is you know you talk to different people and they would see different things you mm -hmm. know they'd say well no that's this side in real life and that's mm -hmm. this side in real life it would be different and so um i think that that's what generally i appreciate that i think this show does well enough is that you can see what you you can see what you want you can mm -hmm. get out of it you know as are you can get out of what you're where you're coming from you know mm -hmm. you get that back so, mm -hmm. um, 
that's, I guess, my piece on that. Yeah, it's uh, a. it was a good way to open um, this episode, of course, like the, the next level of um, saturation in in the media about, you know, Homelander and Stormfront kind of driving this narrative and like getting it everywhere. Everybody's talking about it. You know, it grows exponentially and you're, you're sort of inundated and inundated and inundated and, you know, it's, it's inescapable and it, it starts to become obsessive. No matter, no matter what viewpoint you hold on an issue, whatever it is, you become obsessed with like yep. learning more about that. You have to know the latest, you know, it starts out as background noise and suddenly you can become like this, this poor guy in the opening who mistakenly, yeah. sh- mistakenly murders somebody because he feels that they're a threat. Um, you know, you can just, it can just totally twist up your whole life. And he just, it was so sad to see like this normal person become this, um, kind of indoctrinated fellow. So, and that's where like, I generally see, a, okay, well, you're going a little far, but they make their point, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that it's, it, it, I think anyone can see largely that um, people, as we currently stand, have issue with um, the level of information that we're mm-hmm. exposed to on a daily basis now exactly. versus what we've ever been before. Exactly. Um, you know, people before would, they get, you know, they get the news from their neighbor. They mm-hmm. talk to their neighbor, um, people in the community. It'd be the town gossip, and then right. it'd be the new local newspaper, mm-hmm. and it was just what's going on there. Mm-hmm. And it starts to ex- expand, and it's like statewide, countrywide, mm-hmm. worldwide. And yep. um, when you used to have, well, I'm gonna pick up the weekly newspaper, and that's right. my source. Right. Maybe I sit down and watch, you know, six o'clock news or something. Mm-hmm. Things are different now, and I think this episode does such a great job of, as as you'd mentioned before, basically how people can be um, whipped up into. I mean, there's no, there's a reason we have the um, stereotype of a mob with pitchforks, mm-hmm. you know, like that they're gonna be at someone's door because they, I don't know, you know, they think they're a witch. Um, that's that's humans. That's human nature. And mm-hmm. um, it was easy to do back in the day with very little little access to information. It's potentially easier to do today mm-hmm. with access to so much information mm-hmm. and particularly a, a lot of information that um, may not be true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yep. uh, it's it, this episode, whichever way you come down on it is, uh, you know, I think it's an important thing for for parents to understand and for people to understand, like mm-hmm. we're not equipped generally speaking to handle this sort of inundation right. of, of thought and constant news. I mean, I was listening to uh, one more thing. I don't know. Am I a little like, whatever uh, there is a, I was listening to a list of first TV firsts mm. and I don't recall the year um, because I'm not good at history. Perhaps mm-hmm. Chris could tell me or the internet would, but um, the first 24-hour news cycle was when oh, Kennedy was yeah. shot. Mm-hmm. Before that, there was no 24-hour news. Mm-hmm. Now we have several networks, several like YouTube things or sites or whatever, you know, like streaming things 
it's all dedicated to 24 seven mm-hmm. news. Yep. And, um, you know, that's the beginning of it. Yeah. Uh, so anyways. it's, it's, yeah, it's too much. Um, and I, and I think like you pointed out, this episode does a really good job of pointing out the issue and not necessarily, um, you know, the, the issue of this inundation and this issue of like how media can be used to, to, like you say, create a mob or a mob of, of a single person or, you know, kind of create, um, this, this person who gets whipped up into a frenzy without pointing out like, like, a coming down on, on, uh, on a issue and giving an opinion on an issue. Like the, the problem is what social media can do, not like, oh, you're looking at it from a left point of view and they're wrong, or, oh, you're looking at it from a right point of view and they're wrong. It's just like, this is the general problem. No matter which way you approach it, this can happen on any side and you need to watch out for it. So, yeah. And I think that it's stuff like this that um, can can help. Um, I hope I don't feel, I, I hope I don't sound like I'm getting too political here because I, I pride no. our show being political but just in general thoughts and stuff i i um i really um i think this is the kind of thing not necessarily this show in particular but this sort of thing that can bring a lot of people together mm-hmm. because when you listen to people on all sides of whatever spectrum um a lot of people can agree on a number of things they just disagree on who is to blame basically mm-hmm. You know, but they have so many of the same core issues. Yes. Um, and so this episode tackles some of those issues. And I think the show makes it relatively, you know, available what, who they see is where, but you don't, it, it doesn't matter. The The point is still made. Exactly. And the point still applies um, across the spectrum. Yeah, exactly. You know, I listen to all these tech podcasts and they're the complete opposite of the political spectrum as myself, mm-hmm. but they often complain of a lot of the same things I do, mm-hmm. you know? So it, I think that the, they do, they are talking about largely universal things here. Uh, I right. think it, uh, you know, as always science fiction fantasy is a good place to talk about those things. Yeah. Um, well, the Heavy important, intro. <laughs> yeah. The important question is, um, <laughs> Who is the who makes up the first favorite lesbian couple? Yeah, yeah, I saw you <laughs> you ask about that. Um, so I'm thinking it's Ellen and Portia. I think they Here still have are. Ellen and Portia in this alternate universe. Else? They are They're now, but not when they filmed this. Uh, that's been that's going, what I'm thinking, right? She's I been mean, canceled for a while. But, I don't but know. But like, tell me who else? Tell me who else? I know uh, who uh, exactly. Who else? So I'm thinking it has to be yeah. like out of out of tradition, out of this show being kind of shot before Ellen's issues, um, and for like in this like fictional you know world right. where Maeve has just introduced herself as a lesbian, they're too new. So they're not going to like just rock it up to like be everybody's number one favorite over like Ellen. So that's, that's my shot. That's my shot. Ellen and Portia. I have to say that's where my mind went first, but I just, cause I can't think of, like I said, I can't think of anybody else. 
If I was, like, not that I can't think of other lesbian couples, but it's just I can't think right. of anybody that like ubiquitous. Well, generally, yeah, 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 exactly, right. So, hmm. So, well, if I had, uh, you know, if I was part of the press and going through the media and the directors uh -huh. were there, this would be the one question if I had to ask. <laughs> what couple was it? So. But anyways, yeah, we got to see Maeve. Um, mm -hmm. Her girlfriend is running out on her. She can't yep. cope with what she found out about Maeve. In a sad moment, it's like, you know, Maeve says, I always, you know, you always wanted to see the real me. And this mm -hmm. is the real me. And yep. now you're scared. So Yep. She leaves anyway. Yep. Yeah, that was a tough moment because I'm really, really liking Maeve and I really understand where she's coming from, but I also get where Elena's coming from. So it's it's hard to kind of be mm -hmm. mad at anybody in this situation. But um, Maeve's got some, I think, I, I really wasn't all that super interested in Maeve in like season one. Um, and then season two, she's become one of my favorite characters and this sort of like whole you know, coming out storyline, you know, trying to help Starlight figure out how to, you know, deal with Homelander. Um, mm -hmm. I've, I've really felt like she's got some compelling stuff going on and she's really developed as a character for me. So plus she's also the one superhero who has forced Ashley, the relentless PR uh, hound yeah. into yes. having a human moment, which I thought was just like super poignant and amazing. So I feel so bad for her. She's such a sad character. Maeve or Ashley? Okay. Ashley. <laughs> just like she's just trampled on all the time. And yeah. 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 She's definitely, mm. she's definitely uh, not only Homelander's tool. She's kind of everybody's tool. You know what I mean? She doesn't really have a whole lot of autonomy, even when she thinks she does. So she's got so, it rough. The second important question is. Yes. What was the deep in a porn, as you mentioned, or is it about <laughs> him? So and, I, and I being acted. I think it's just about him. But I, I think definitely, so too. but I definitely, when Lamplighter first like brought up the whole like he's got porn for everybody, I I definitely had no trouble believing the deep was in a porno, not at all. Like no trouble at all. Yeah, but wouldn't the brand have trouble with that? That's the thing. I think so, but I mean, it could have been before he was the deep. I mean, as we see, not everybody kind of gets their big break right away. I mean, Lamplighter was like, I was always going to be in the seven. Like I was a prodigy, like I was, you know, blown up. Yeah. But like Starlight came into the seven when she was much older. So I just thought maybe that like one of the deeps things early on in his career would be a porno that somehow Lamplighter got his hands I'll on. Say, that's a good <laughs> porn star name the deep it's an the excellent deep? porn star That's name a, yeah right i mean are there any other i mean lamplighter you know that's all right i guess you know you could you could make I'm a couple maybe i'm gonna light your fire right you could make like a couple so. stretches of jokes there yeah. but the deep that's good yep or so. all aboard the a train all right i mean i guess that's all right. <laughs> that was pretty good <laughs> <laughs> so yeah Totally a very, very weird sequence. You know, Huey babysitting Lamplighter, who's just like, I'm going to watch some porn about my friends all day. Yeah, um, I think I, yeah. 
but it I've done that somewhere, but that's it's weird. Yeah, it uh I mean, it ended up kind of working out in a weird way that like you know, Huey used porn metaphors to be inspiring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it sort of weirdly worked and it was it was a great levity moment and I loved um Huey's kind of closing line about, you know, let's let's not be the guy who sits on the sidelines. Let's go and be the guy who like gets to, you know, get the girl. Yeah. And then he right. slips in consensually at right as they sleep. It was what a weenie. Was, just, just I thought that was really funny. Cool. Like yeah, it, it was is, just a funny parting line, yeah. you know. Yep. So. <laughs> yep. It's it's true to his character, and yes. what I thought was a little odd was, uh, to me, I didn't get this from Lamplighter in the last episode. I didn't realize that he was sort of like this, I don't know, um, ladies' man sort of thing. Um, just gonna watch, like you say, porn oh, in the yeah. daylight, you know. In the last yeah. episode, I saw him, you know, he was he was kind of broken, you know, sad and yeah. downtrodden. And he still was here, but, you know, he more really douchebaggery was. was there, yes. um, which I just didn't get in the last episode. Agreed. Like, I had sympathy for him and everything. So, to me, it was a real turn of character that was surprising to me. And I guess it made it more, it, more palatable when he killed himself. Yeah. That was a but, shock. Um, yeah. But I thought it was odd. Um, I agree. I agree. I um, I believed his sort of attitude of, you know, I'm totally turning. Like, I'm going to testify before Congress. Like, I'll do your little song and dance. Like, um, now I'm a dead man, but it doesn't really matter. Like, I bought all of that. And then suddenly he was like, I want to watch porn. And yeah, again, right. uh, specifically about, like, his friends in The Seven, I mean, they weren't his friends anymore, but, you know, they were at one point. I just, I would not, I don't know, watch porn about my friends. Um, and then his whole, like, you know, they're sneak, they they learn that, of course, Starlight is in trouble and is being held in, in Vought Tower. Um, they go to sneak in and he's like, yeah, this is the back door where I used to sneak in college girls and stuff. And I was like, what? Like, yeah. who it's are you right now? Like, why? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It was a, It was a weird character choice. It wasn't. The worst, I guess, because like you said, now that he set himself on fire and, um, you know, killed himself, it's slightly more palatable. And perhaps Huey lopping off his hand was made more palatable that way, too. Yeah. But yeah, maybe that, that was, was a point. that was a shocking sequence. Well, you froze again on my end. It's probably oh. me. That's probably Skype. Um, Thanks, Skype. Okay. Yep. All right. I'm fine. There we go. <laughs> Yeah, no, I you've been good the whole night. I just like it just freezes on my end, and sure. um, and then I'm not sure if I'm still there. Um, well, with that little comment, Andrea, now I'm thinking about like what the kinds of porn would be that all my friends are starring <laughs> in. Oh no, what did I open up here? <laughs> did I know? I feel like I feel like this would be a um, non-podcast topic. Um, but I can, I can think of like, you know, you pick core elements of a friend or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, uh, um, make a, uh, caricature of them Yep. in a way and yep. like, all right, you know, see my like, mind, uh, my mind more went like to like, what, what sort of like movie would it be? You know, would it be like, uh, uh, 
you know, everybody would get their own kind of geeky franchise. Like somebody would be in like a Harry Potter kind of porn because they mm-hmm. love Harry Potter or like Star Wars or sure. Lord of the Rings. You know what I mean? That's where my brain went to. Potentially. Yeah, potentially. <laughs> but I think like our friend Tony, you know, he spent many years in karate. It's mm-hmm. got to be a dojo yes, thing. Yes, absolutely. Oh, sensei, absolutely. you know, it's got to be something with that. Yeah. You know, I don't want to go through them all because. <laughs> but <laughs> That's a good, the, like, I'm one sure... example to share. <laughs> yes, yes. But that, so I think that, um, hmm. Okay. All right. Food for thought. Yep. So, um, in other, oh my God, holy balls moments, um, um, Black Noir. Yeah. I always said I'd be afraid of him coming for me. I would way rather Homelander do it than Black Noir. And, uh, this episode was exactly why. Cause he just like comes after Starlight, no mercy, no nothing, just, coming to get you and uh take you back but if you know his kryptonite yeah <laughs> there it is i mean uh green lantern it's the uh, color yellow and yep. superman it's literally kryptonite uh for the phrase and for black noir it's tree nuts yeah the weirdest i mean i love it it's so just like normal and stupid mm-hmm. and he's got the EpiPen. And it's yep. fantastic. It's so great. Yep. Um, I did not see that coming, Queen Maeve stepping in. No. Um, so that was pretty great, too, that she you know, obviously heard the ruckus going on and decided to save Starlight once again um, yep. <laughs> by feeding Black Noir and Almond Joy and kicking away his EpiPen. That was yep. classic. I, um, I It and, does always make me consider the security or lack thereof. Like, really? Man. Yeah. We're gonna walk in. A lot of people getting around Vought Tower, just kind of well, unnoticed. Start fighting, and then yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I suppose everybody was at the hearing for Congress, or like going off site and prepping or whatever. But still, I mean, security's still there, right? Yeah. Exactly. It was a little lax. Um, but yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was fun that we got to see, you know, this this sort of interaction, and of course, officially now Maeve putting herself out there, um, possibly to be on some somebody's hit list. Um, but also getting yeah. to see a little bit of Black Noir's face. I mean, we didn't get to see the yep. whole thing. We got like the bottom half. Kind of burnt or something, huh? Yeah, scarred in some yeah. fashion. You know, burns, poison, something. Something, yeah. Um, or or that could just be, you know, unfortunately, some natural ailment. I'm not sure. Yeah. But. Yep. Yeah, Side an interesting. Of the bee. Yeah, could be. But it was an interesting moment, of course, to see him partially unmasked yep um so that was interesting so i assume he's dead then did you assume that as well black noir yeah not necessarily um i it was a little open-ended i mean of course he was i we don't know how allergic he is to tree nuts so Mm -hmm. um you know, could be it, it kills him in a matter of minutes or he has time to go crawling for that EpiPen because it certainly didn't look like Maeve, even though she kicked it away. She didn't like stick it around to see yeah. that he didn't get it. So question mark. I mean, I would I would I don't know. I kind of hope not because I'd love to see his character again. But mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what that would mean for Maeve. And I really like her. So we'll see. Yep. Um. 
we get uh so yeah huey breaks starlight out um i see you mm -hmm. mentioned that like you can't really feel sorry for starlight's mom i completely agree yeah, i just, I just can't. don't care about her you no know? She's no unlikable she is so. she's she's weird she's needy she got yeah. Too chummy with Stormfront about, you know, and just bought into her like, I'm so great. I've been the greatest mother and yep. you should forgive me. And I'm just, I'm past her, totally past her. Yep. yep. Um, I thought it was very impressive that um, Huey cut through bone with a broken bottle. Yeah. Wow. Quite not even possible nope. in any, in any reasonable length of time. Nope. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's why you literally uh, have bone saws for that kind of thing. Yep. But um but I mean he was stepping up, doing what needs to be done. Yep, I mean he, yep. he needed to figure a way out of there. So he's growing. Yep. Um I just remarked that cults are fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we got to see more about and it's per it's so perfect um with the deep and then now a train at the church of the collective yep. and he asks how what do you think of what's his name eagle something yeah um eagle the archer of, yeah, oh, yeah he's great and then oh <laughs> basically he's a suppressive person oh yeah when you when you mention it he was kind of terrible so that's right um, everything changes yeah. on a dime in a cult you just have to be ready to roll with the the party line Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. The the party line, the way you say it. Perfect. All right. Yep. Um we get um we get more with uh what's his name? Blanking on his name. Main character. Homelander? Uh nope. Um Huey Butcher. Australian Butcher. Butcher, Huey Butcher. Butcher. Yes. His yeah, we meet more of his stuff. family. Yeah. yeah. First we met his dog and his aunt, and now we're meeting his mom and his dad. Yeah. So big step up. We can see why he is kind of a terrible person. Yeah. Yeah. So you his dad. for me, but I'm sure you're fine, so you go okay. ahead. I'm going to keep going because I was so excited. The second I saw his dad, I was like, stop it. It's Denethor. It's Denethor from Lord of the Rings. Denethor is Aomer's father from Lord of the Rings. So I was definitely dying a little bit inside. Um, I I love this this casting. It's super, super funny for me. Um, yeah, so we learned that Butcher's parents are not the best people. Not only um, did his mom call him up and lie about the fact that, of course, his dad has died, um, which she at first tells him to get him to come see her. Um, but then she sort of keeps them out on the, the deck of the hotel where they're staying at so they can have a chat basically about Butcher's uh, brother, dead brother, and how um, his, his father, like, always preferred him in Butcher's mind. And um, they've got a whole back and forth about how tough or strong his brother was and if if his father abandoned him did butcher abandon him is butcher like his father um of course we certainly see they've they've both got tempers and they've both got this sort of like fighting spirit but yeah it's uh it's right. not a great confrontation and nobody comes out of it looking pretty for sure right 
Um, you did note that he is a Lord of the Rings actor. That's right. So that's cool. Denethorn Aomer. Totally different mm-hmm. father-son combo from Lord of the Rings, but here they are. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He did have a different accent, though. Yes. So. Yeah, that was interesting. Sad. Um, mm-hmm. What else we got that's big? Obviously, I was good. Um, good, like, shakedowns moments and stuff. So we had... Um, Grace yeah. Mallory with her odd connections yet and surprising yes. pull in places. Yes. Um, but not being able to get um Vagelbaum to Vogelbaum to mm-hmm. testify. Right. Though Billy is able to, um, which in a pretty epic you know <laughs> sip of tea. Do it yeah. Or else. Yeah. That mm-hmm. that was like the craziest sip of tea I've ever seen. It was so threatening and menacing. And yet so delicate. Way to go. Because that's a that's a hard moment to convey. Well. And I, I, and I loved it. Because. Yeah. Yeah. This guy is a piece of trash. He was about to say, like, how can you possibly be so cold or something, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, no, you deserve it. You've done tons of terrible things. Yeah. So, yeah. You know. Suck it up. Be better. Yep. Yep. So that was fun. And, um, like. Oh, I suppose before we get to the finale, oh, big we finale. should talk about um, Homelander mm-hmm. and um, Stormfront. Stormfront. And obviously, they're like on this campaign that you know, from the outside, looks um, like they are just trying to get congressional approval, and we need more soups and all this stuff. Right. You know, like just more accepted in, in, in society, um, right. for having superheroes. And, um, of course we now know better Stormfront's true motivations. Yes. Um, so Yikes. behind this, but then like the side elements to them is, um, how she misses her child and she can kind of maybe now have an adopted one. Oh my God. It's so creepy so creepy so yeah the second they were at that rally in like the first what 10 15 minutes of the episode and she's looking longingly at this mother and daughter and being like oh that used to be my daughter 80 years ago and homelander's like well i think i've got an idea the second he says that i was like they're gonna go take homelander's kid and she's gonna be his new mommy and surprise surprise i was totally right like so effing creepy that they just pry Ryan away from Becca and they're not even like shy about it. Stormfront's basically like, don't worry, kid, like you're leaving your mommy, but you'll have a new mommy now. Like, well, so creepy. <laughs> Becca shouldn't have necessarily seen this coming, but they did. Yeah. She did provide them plenty of ammunition. Absolutely. You no, know? I mean, if you're going to this kid's getting old enough and you keep keep him completely in the dark. Yep. You know, that was a really good, a smart line um, of thread to pull there is like, don't you yeah. like anything that kids like that are, are your yeah. age? You know, you have no, of course, he's being kept from the outside world. But the idea of, um, you know, like, that's a potential out that you, yeah. your your child is mad and he knows that you're, he's being held back. And yeah. 
he's got powers and you know you start making it you, right if you're just gonna like oh we're gonna live here peacefully and contentfully and it's gonna be it's gonna be perfect i'm gonna shelter right. you yeah it's it, at some point that's gonna shift and yep. uh, and here it is yeah she did kind of tee up that you know resentment for homelander mm -hmm. to just you know take and use um pretty easily it's like there's there's certainly something to be said for, you know, protecting your children and, um, you know, keeping them safe and especially being concerned about that when they have superpowers. But mm -hmm. there's definitely ways that you can still introduce them to fun things, introduce them to outside activities without, you know, without encountering that deprivation sort of feeling or that resentment of you've kept me totally from the world. So, like, I just and think about, like, I mean, why couldn't he, like, go to an amusement park or something? I mean, I know you're maybe worried about, like, team sports and what if he gets, you know, too into it and, like, you know, uses his strength against another kid. Sure, okay, like, be cautious. But, like, yeah, like, this kid lit up, like, a Christmas tree when uh, Stormfront mentions Vaughtland and going on, you know, all the amusement rides and seeing your dad's movies and stuff. And it's like, yeah, these are kind of normal things that you maybe should have thought of. Well, and I'm guessing he's not allowed, generally speaking, to go and do any of those things. But right. as far as seeing, has acts having like um, information access to the rest of the world, and then being put in the understanding that you're Homelander's kid, and you're being kept here because of that. Like, right. You know, we're gonna live here. I know that's a lot to like put on a child, um, but at some point, you do need to be honest with your kid. Right. Um, you know, I suppose this was forced upon her, but it didn't look like she was going to change this at any point, you know, but at some right. point it's going to hit. Right. It's going to want to do something else. It's not going to buy into this fake world that he's been placed into. Right. And I think one of the biggest mistakes is not letting him like understand that he has powers and trying yeah. to use them because you're not going to be able to just lock that away. That's right. like trying to make someone that is super gay, not gay, or right. that's like trying to, you know, whatever you're, you're suppressing a part of someone that is not going to be suppressed. Like right. Or you know, changed. And, right. Mm -hmm. So it's, um, yeah, bad call, but yeah. you know, parents are human. So they are. And unfortunately, Becca's paying a heavy price now, obviously, for keeping Ryan from the truth because, you know, he allows Homelander and Stormfront to take him away. So now they're yep. going to be separated. So clearly, I think she's going to be reaching out to Butcher to uh, help her get her son back. Yeah, I think I think right. that's a pretty obvious next move yeah. on her part and, and the show's part. Yep. Well. Then for finale, unless we're missing something, um, yeah, I said this is red wedding level here. This is it is it was nuts. crazy. Yes. So we're in the courtroom. Oh my god! Hearing is about to begin. And it's getting introduced, and pop goes the uh, judge or um, yeah, whoever is Pres presider. I'm not sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Pop goes his head. Yeah. Shortly followed by a Volga bomb's head. Um, 
Yeah. And then several other people in the room. And yeah, a lot of other people and, in the room. Yeah, and no one there seems to know what's happening or like yes. know who's responsible. So this is very interesting because I always assumed that what's her face in the last episode that escaped that we already saw pop one head. Oh yeah. Was responsible under the orders of um what? Stormfront. Stormfront, yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um but Stormfront seems bewildered here as well. Now if that's right. for the cameras, I don't know if there are any. Well, yeah, there were. It was on news, but yeah. Yes. It was on C-SPAN, yeah. Um yeah, I think it's a really interesting that both Vought and non-Vought people got their heads popped. So you sort of aren't really sure who's doing what and what they're doing it for. You know, was the main goal to to really get to Dr. Vogelbaum, but then just, like, make it seem random or, you know, like an attack or something and, and get these other people who might, you know, as a side bonus, put you in danger as well. Um, yeah, who's who's doing this? Who's behind it? And... uh how does it work? And the the superheroes seemed stunned. They didn't seem to know what to do. Um, it was very interesting. Of course, Ashley's screaming at them to do something and they just like stand there. So that was kind of a, yeah. that was, I mean, even though obviously um, the opposition to Vought, the boys and, and the Congresswoman didn't get what they wanted. They sort of got what they wanted in terms of showing on live television, how ineffective superheroes are. So kind of a, yeah, a weird, a weird silver time, lining. You have, you, at, <laughs> at the same time, you have fuel for, look, soup terrorists. Yes, of course. They're coming in here and, you know, we need more superpower people that can deal with this kind of thing. Um, it could be Cindy from the last episode that escaped just wanting to, like, sow some chaos. Totally, totally. You know, she's used to going by, like, I'm brought out for a job or something, kind of go by orders or whatever. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, they have something over me or they give me something I like or whatever. But now, like, sure. being out and just... But it seems odd that she would care and happen to be there. Yes. To do this. And but also that she wouldn't... really don't know her motivation. So. Well, I, I find it weird that she wouldn't try something with Stormfront. Like, these are very specific heads to pop uh, for Cindy. So, I mean, if she was just trying to make an entrance and scare Stormfront, you know, eventually confront her, get some revenge, because that's what it seemed like, of course, when she escaped. Um, there are definitely certainly other more random people she could have chosen. This seemed a little but if pointed. You were gonna, if you were, like, unaware of a situation and were going to jump into some sort of hearing in progress, wouldn't you shoot the person presenting and the person being questioned first you'd be Not, like oh those are the centers of attention pop how yeah i mean i would but also then i mean i presume that that cindy if she is there for revenge would be smart enough to like do something about homelander like he i mean i might like for dramatic effect get like the guy who's like mid-sentence and then get the guy who's testifying then like my my third instinct would be like okay like shut down Homelander because I know like any other mm -hmm. superhero is going to get in the way of what I want to do. So. Yep. Well, I guess um, what I'm saying is I can see it being Cindy 
Sure. But they need to, they're going to have some explaining to do to make that really make sense if that is yes. the case in the next episode. Yeah. Otherwise, it'd be a good throw for us. You know, it makes, yeah. it makes sense as like, okay, well, you know, last episode we see her walking away. So that like logically makes sense. But also at the same time, the head pop and then us seeing someone pop ahead right. and then going to this, you know, that was sets up a good, um, Su surprise good shock right. if they can play you know pay that off right yes so not yeah. what we led you to believe <laughs> yeah we'll have to wait until next episode I'm, I'm sure to get some sort of answer you know true or red herring but what a way to end an episode right before the season yes. finale a total bloodbath with the whole world watching um yep. before they could turn off the cameras and what is going to happen next? I mean, you know, this hearing is in total shambles. So what do we all do? How do we, how do we move forward? Problem with network television, you got to keep those cameras rolling. Don't you put up that technical <laughs> difficulty stuff? You know, you capture it. That's so. right. Hmm. Well, yeah. Crazy episode. Um, mm -hmm. I'm excited for the, the finale on Friday. Yes. So. Coming soon. Uh, yeah, for sure. All right. Um, that is The Boys Season 2, Episode 7, Episode 8 this Friday, as we said. Um, hopefully, we'll get to you next week with uh, our thoughts and breakdown. Um, hopefully, there'll be some other exciting news. There'll be... Yep. There's going to be an Apple event next Tuesday, so I'll probably have to, like, gush about that for a little bit or, like, be dismayed. Something. Something will happen. Yep. I know that's not exactly pop cast on the rocks specific but you know whatever talk about for a little bit um you should check out um killing the flower the band mm -hmm. they are on youtube and spotify and instagram they do our theme song um one of the members of that band my brother-in-law he streams often on twitch lucas333 that's lucas with a k um, thank you to Iceman Heart for dropping in to the chats today. He also streams on Twitch. You should give him a check a loo. Um, otherwise, we normally are doing our two episodes a week. Right now, we're on to one as I am in the field and stuff. So extra work that way. Otherwise, social medias, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. Mm -hmm. Follow us there. Follow us here on Twitch. Let us know what you think. We still have yet to get raving mobs of people that are complaining <laughs> about like how we're wrong on something or whatever. <laughs> and though I'd rather not start there, if it must be for community engagement, so be it. That's right. So I'm willing to defend anything I've said. So yep. bring mm -hmm. it. Come at me. What well, you got? And letting everybody know, like, these shows, you know, there are plenty of podcasts that do, like, they're, like, scripted or something, you know, basically. Mm -hmm. It's very, it's much more thought out. Um, you can like that or not. We um, we just say what we think. That's right. Unfiltered. It's raw. It's yep. real. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that, that can't be our, our catchphrase. It's, it's, <laughs> it's too corny. Podcast on the rocks, raw, I real. Thought I mean, I thought it matched the whole like porno vibe discussion we were having earlier. Oh, so, no. Okay. All right. 
episode title yep. in the making right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, I am John. You are Andrea. Thanks mm -hmm. again for joining me. And everybody have a good night. That's right. Cheers, everybody. <laughs>